Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Here's your host, Randy Tobler. Well, thank you. Welcome into the program. I am Randy Tobler. There is Helene, my very, very much better half. She's co-hosting this morning. Having a good time. Having a good time today. Producer Hannah, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Wearing your red. John's got his red on. Yes, sir. And I have, look at this. Hannah, yes. you have his a, red on. Look at this. It yes. doesn't get redder yes, than this. And I have, look at this. Hannah, yes. you have his red on. Look at this. It yes. doesn't get redder yes, than sir. this. And I have, look at this. Hannah, yes. you have his red on. Look at So there Ooh. you go. Whoa, I hate wow. that. Everyone Gosh, got their red talk on. Talk about going crazy, yes. So I got I'm, my red on. I got my red on. I feel on. I like my red going on. out and chopping down a tree and splitting logs. <laughs> I'm ready to go. You look like Paul Bunyan. Yeah. No, I am not Paul Bunyan. But we have some, um, we have some, I think, ideological Paul Bunyans that have um, that are making a stance over in Davos now. You know, there's a this this is Feel Good Friday, and you're going, Randy. What is feeling good about Davos? Yes. You got John Kerry, oh, Al Gore, man. New World Order. I never really listened to that till last night. On the, it's on awful. The, oh, it's terrible. I had no clue. Brian Houseworth wearing his red. We're going to talk about this stabbing at Douglas Park in a bit. But I, I'm feeling good because populism is on the rise. The people are speaking. As long as it's led and leads to the right change in our cultures, in our governance, across the Western globe, and I hope ultimately the rest of the globe, I'm really excited about that. I feel good about that. And here's why I feel good. I always thought Davos, just a quagmire, just a, a soup, a slurry of nothing but but progressive, woke elitists who just want to tell the rest of us what to do. But now there's pushback. There's pushback. Kevin Roberts, who is the head of the Heritage Foundation, he's also a professor at University of Texas, Austin, he took off the gloves. He's in the belly of the beast. And I don't know whether you heard this or he not. took off the gloves. What? Why am I hearing that? Hannah, I've, I'm trying to play some audio, and I push my audio. Why am I hearing that? What is that? Hannah, I've... Why, why am I hearing that? Okay, I don't know, I don't know why that's going. Uh, but, but Kevin Roberts basically is giving it back to people and we're going to figure this out i've got a little technical issue here so in the meantime but i want you to hear this because kevin roberts he's sitting there talking to the elitists he's talking to the people that want to rule your life from a a yearly meeting led by klaus schwab we're going to change the world show me the papers Mm -hmm. that klaus schwab frightening that guy's dialect it's frightening uh, he's a German uh, b- engineer, philosopher, whatever. But, I mean, this guy is dangerous. Dangerous, yeah, it sounds dangerous. like a bad war movie. Yeah, yes, really yes. bad. Yeah, like a, like a remake yes. of Hogan's Heroes in all yes. the wrong ways. Uh, so, I don't know why. I'm trying to do the host audio here, and it doesn't... Something's wrong. We'll talk to, to producer Ann. She'll figure that out. In the meantime, let's, let's talk about something that's not so good. Mm. And that is this, this terrible... I mean, we heard a little bit about it yesterday... Uh, Brian, but you've unpacked this stabbing in Douglas Park. We need to talk about that. Well, it's one of those things that, and I, I want to emphasize something. An assault. The, the, exactly. And an assault and a stabbing um, at Douglas Park. A lot of times, and this is not a criticism of the police, I want to make that very clear. The CPD, the uh, public information team, the and, police, and I want to make the, the their officers, whoever I talk to, generally it's going to be their public information. They're limited in what they can say. They're not going to jeopardize any investigation, but they give me what they can. So 
we 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 knew there was an assault. It's just they couldn't really go beyond it. The charges are are in the the criminal case and the, the the court documents are really where I and that's a that's a tip for young reporters. Always get the court documents because you're going to find a lot more in there. And we did. And what happened on Wednesday night, just feet from a children's playground at Douglas Park. Uh, was a stabbing incident. And we've got a guy who has a lengthy criminal record, Randy. He's uh, convictions, according to court documents that I've showed you, that come directly from the from the police, that have filed, actually, from the prosecutor's office. He's been convicted of second-degree robbery. He's been convicted of armed criminal action. There was methamphetamines, a couple of other things. He had an active warrant at the time of his, uh, his arrest. And he is charged with first-degree assault and armed criminal action. The court documents are very graphic. I'm going to have it up. I'll probably put it up right after the 9 o'clock news because I'm going to get his mugshot on there, too. I'll get it on the KWS website as well. The court documents are very graphic, so I'll, I'll spare some of the horrific details. But the guy, the victim was allegedly stabbed in his head and neck and was beaten for about 25 minutes. 25 minutes, and that's straight out of the court document until the firefighters and medics arrived. How's he still alive? We don't know his condition, oh. and he was stabbed in his head. He was covered oh. in covered in blood. There was a a lot Terrible. of police presence. And Mitch Kaminsky from our news partner was over there doing live shots. But then as soon, he had to go. He got called on a breaking news story that explosion, so he had to leave the park. So he didn't get all the details either. But uh, this suspect is forty six years old, Randy. When you see his picture on our website. I thought he was 65 years old. I mean, he he looks, uh, you know, I don't know. And we don't, it doesn't appear that he is from the area because I can't find much of a record on him at all. I found a little bit in Boone County, but maybe from another area. I don't know where he's from. Um, his name is Gary Patillo. I know Mitch had said on air um, from Channel 17, there was speculation it was a homeless guy that did this. I don't know. That's there's no indication of that in the report. So let's build a hotel for them. Well, and again, I want to make that's that's what he said. I think he was getting that from witnesses and stuff. But um, that's not in the court document or it's redacted. But um, but the guy is charged and he apparently knew the victim mm. based on the court document because they sat at the picnic table, they were talking, and then this assault just happens and uh, it's oh. it's horrible. I mean, oh, it is well, just absolutely and uh, and to circle back that horrible. that just that just I think emphasizes what we talked about last segment about the the first responders and and just what a m- bunch of miraculous angels yes, they can they be when they angels. appear and save the day. I mean, that's and they saved they saved his life. I yeah, mean, it's yeah. flat. I mean, you can read the court document. So that's link cool. to it. He his life was saved, but this oh, guy is God. charged in facing um, very serious um, charges. It'll be likely be arraigned today on the one thirty docket, either right. one or one thirty. That's not been said. Okay, yet. I have Boy, my... law enforcement is sure familiar with Douglas Park in that neighborhood, aren't they, Brian? With the with the murder from last year and. Yeah, Gosh. you know, um, we had multiple incidents in there, and, um, you know, I covered a trial. Uh, actually, no, it wasn't a guy pleaded guilty. Uh, I believe his name was Ricky Murray. It was, uh, it was in, in, in September. And the, the flat out, I was there, and the, the, the guy that got killed, his mother was in the courtroom. She was there with all her family, and, um, uh, they, very religious family. They're very religious. And um, their her son was killed by this Murray guy. This is Douglas Park back mm-hmm. in I want to say 2000. He was killed over three dollars at a dice game. Oh. Three dollars. I and, remember that. And remember, yes. remember I, I joined. Yeah, it and, right. And, I couldn't believe it. And the mother, 
I'm, I'm paraphrasing here if the mother is listening. I'll be very close on this because I was in the courtroom. But basically what the mother said, she looked directly at him in the courtroom and said, yeah. God will forgive you and so will I. But right now, I don't forgive you. I mean, it's that's not exactly what she okay. said. But essentially, it that was, would be a hard... she was she was she was in other words, Oof. she was saying, "I will forgive you, but not right now." But God will forgive you. Mm-hmm. But she was just she was she mm. wasn't crying, but she was so upset that nope. her son was killed over three dollars at a dice game, and the 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 church members they were from a local church, an African American church, victims' family sitting right behind me, older older people from the church. But I remember they were in court behind me. Judge Jacobs was at the uh, at the um, the dais in the courtroom, and when she said, "God will forgive you," I will too, but not right now. Right behind, I remember them saying, "Amen," a very loud "Amen." And normally, you don't you're not allowed yeah. to say it. The judge allowed that. They, yeah. they were very um, so. In other words, they were forgiving him, and he, the suspect from that case, he had no emotion, none. Oh, no that's... emotion at all. I was there watching it. Well, I think I think these people are soulless. So, yeah, don't I think you feel sorry point, for the soulless. perpetrator because uh, they have no soul? You know, I, he in the perpetrator, by the way, lengthy criminal record on him. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, and it was just, you know, and I don't know. We're not going to speculate, Helene. I understand what you're saying. It's just what they all have in common are many things, and a lot of times they have prior criminal records and everything. But so many of them are senseless. They're yeah. just senseless. And I, you know, we don't know about what happened, what to cause right. it. The court document in the last one at Douglas Park says it was an unprovoked attack. Yeah. It, Ricky Murray's argument was, as I recall, was the guy scammed him out of $3 or whatever. But that's, again, that's so, uh, if, even if he did, $3 and, and, um, and killed. And by the way, he was a convicted felon. Should not have legally had a gun, and he had a gun. There's, there's, I mean, right. and how it's many, just, how many times have we reported it, that? I well, mean, yeah. it's I, almost every case. Waffle House. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, John and Brian, you guys could just have a macro on your computers that just says something that references priors, right? Because yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a, it's just a broken record. It just exactly. happens all the time. It, it is, and um, you know, um, it's just, it's, it's a. Uh, it's a situation where it doesn't matter what county it is, but it's just a lot of them are senseless. Mm-hmm. The pro- probation parole, we're a conditional release state, so people want to rip the parole board. But the reality is, up to a certain extent, under the state law, they have to release these people. And in some cases, they're releasing them before, obviously, yeah. they they should be. So yeah. that's a, uh, our state representative, Sheree Tolson-Reich, has said she wants to take a look at that. But uh, this is just this thing at Douglas Park the other night. Um, horrible. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. absolutely horrible. All right. Thanks for that Thank update you. on that. And I'm sure as mm. that... Uh, trial progresses and you know things unpack you'll uh, you'll let us know about that hey have you ever wondered about the people that are supporting the office the the janitorial staff other people that support your office environment what they might overhear yeah and how that may impact things a story out of the wall street journal says um there are a lot of things that i have heard or seen but can't divulge an executive assistant for 20 years 
so-and-so is cheating on their spouse, that type of scenario. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an interesting article from executive assistants who pop into board meetings with lunch to janitors who mop within earshot of after-hours mm-hmm. banter. Workers who seem like the office equivalent of extras on a movie set are often privy to more mm-hmm. than those in starring roles realize. Have you ever wondered about that? I, I've always heard janitors in a school, especially, because you know, we're raising our three kids, they they have the know-how of everything going on in that school. The janitors <laughs> see everything I, you know I, and they and they also the kids come to the janitors as a source of of uh, information too and when we see all of these you know and it's this is nothing new but this these tell-all books that mm-hmm. come out you know we've seen it with the, in the orbit of Donald Trump mm-hmm. you see it with anyone in high celebrity you know people will that were formerly you know very very close to these people uh you know the the assistant types the hairdressers right, the, the, right. the makeup people man now sometimes it comes out very positively right but other times holy cow so it's just it's just a little it's just a little warning as you go through your work day today and to be careful about the things you say around the people that you're around because you never know when it may come back to right. bite you right bite you in the keister I, I had one of those circumstances in my first job Learned something very important. This is right out of college. <laughs> I remember. There was a sea of people. We were all complaining about my supervisor. Everyone. Like she 25 was, people. She was complainable. But no, no, but she was okay, complainable. complainable. 25 of us, all in a big sea of people. Well, guess what? My, my supervisor then took me back into the room, a closed room, and said, <laughs> I heard you were talking about me. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, all 20 of us were. So guess what? My, 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 very important lesson I learned, I never talked about any employee, fellow employee again. I kept my mouth shut. The only person I did, I went home, talked to my husband. That was it. Yeah. John, Very important lesson. I know. I think we've all been there and done that when we're sharing sort of common, you know, just talking about someone's foibles or some of their... I mean, I know no one talks about my idiosyncrasies. Oh, no. Right? No one does. No, John, you, you and not. Hannah never you talk about none. that. Hannah, you don't talk about that no, with Stephanie. No, he has no idiosyncrasies. No. Uh, no. Right. And the walls have ears. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you think you're sort of in a safe place because everyone's mm. doing it. But then somehow... No, no. Someone... One of that group may eventually become, oh, you were talking about, well, wait a minute, everyone was talking about you. No, oh, no, no. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. It's not funny when you get, All right. get caught. <laughs> Let's catch up on the markets and what's going on in business when we come back on Wake Up Mid-Missouri with the morning bell. Maybe we can talk to Stephanie. She's on assignment. We'll try to locate her, and you'll have to listen to find out if we can. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Tell your friends you listen to Wake Up Mid-Missouri. It's that time on Wake Up Mid-Missouri when we talk about the markets and business goings on. Don't forget... While you're listening to this, get your winners and losers ready. We're going to be talking about those, your nominations for winners and losers, at uh, 835, just right after the bottom of the hour news and catch up with things going on. Uh, Helene joins me in the uh, in the uh, studio today, and there's producer Hannah. Hello. Good morning. Uh, 
Dow futures, take a look at your 401k. Dow futures are up about 100 points. S&P, the S&P 500, which I think is a more reliable measure of what's going on in the markets, is on the cusp of a new record close. So markets continue to defy what we're hearing when you start to look into some of the details. And uh, John, I know you'll be disappointed that Ford is cutting production of its F-150 Lightning um, truck. I know that's really bothering you because I know you were thinking about buying one of those electric trucks, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, you bet. <laughs> right. Hey, well, well for, but I, yeah, that's one of those deals that we heard from them, um, not just Ford, too. A lot of them are kind of rethinking yep. their EVs. Well, remember, Hertz is uh, selling, what, 20,000 of their EV fleet because they're too hard to maintain. They're not reliable, especially in this cold weather. <sighs> um, and Ford is adding jobs at the Bronco and Ranger plant. So there you go. Um, and I know, Hannah, you are going to be... Oh, Hannah is just glowing with this story. The Biden administration is announcing today okay. it'll forgive $4.9 billion in student debt for 73,000 borrowers. I wonder if that's going to apply to you, Producer Hannah. It's not. Oh, oh. You were already I, on top of it. How do you know? Wait a minute. How do you know? Well, I already saw this the other day. Oh. And I forget who it applied to, but it yeah. wasn't me. Oh. And I'm actually... I'm not very happy right now. Oh. Um, they gave us, I so, guess, the month of December off yeah. from student loan payments. Right, right. But I didn't see that until after I'd already made my payment. Oh. So I was like ahead, oh. right? And it said I only owed 74 cents for the month of January. Okay. But they took my whole normal payment amount, and I was not banking on that. Oh. So, I, so I'm a little I'm a little mad at them right now. What interest do they charge you? What uh, interest do they charge you, you know? I think it's like... Four and a half, five percent. Okay, a little below more. And in other news, Wayfair, the big online shopping giant, Wayfair uh, is cutting sixteen hundred jobs. We heard about uh, Hasbro cutting twelve hundred recently. Macy's is cutting twenty three hundred jobs, about three and a half percent of its workforce, and closing five stores. This this happened every time Christmas is over. I mean, uh, I, no, typical? I don't think these are these are not temporary okay, jobs. Okay. No, these, these are not these seasonal are, okay, jobs. Okay. These are full time. So I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure this soft landing is going to no. be just as cushy as everyone no. thinks. I have my concerns. I really do. Let's see what's going on. Winners and losers coming up on Wake Up Mid Missouri right after this. This is Mid Missouri's number one rated morning show. Uh, I want to fact check that. Now for nominees for the winners and losers of the week. It's that time when we decide, uh, you know, who's who's really hitting it good and hitting on all eight cylinders and who may be sputtering a little bit. Let's see what co-host of the day Helene has to say. Okay, I went to North Carolina last week to see my daughter and granddaughter, two granddaughters, and we flew into Southwest. And we, you know, we moved from... Uh, a year ago, and I still have my old address, our old address, our, our luggage tag. So I took the luggage tag off, and I, I'm in the airport, and I'm, I'm checking in. And then I spent 20 minutes trying to figure out how to put it back on. How do I attach it? It was really a simple Now, this little, wasn't the one you get at the, at the counter. No, there no, with the, no, this is the big luggage there's tag. There's a little just, mechanism A little mechanism it. that I just couldn't figure out. So this lady... This sweet lady was sweeping the floor, but she had a Southwest uh, tag on, and I, I finally said to her, and she was helping other people, I said, 
I, this is this. I sound like the stupidest person ever. Could you help me with this? And she said, "Sure, I can help you." People that people do that all the time. They don't know what to do with that. And she helped me, and she didn't make me feel stupid. So she's my winner of the week. All right, you have a loser for the week. No. Oh, life's oh. perfect. There, there's Miss Happy Pants Helene over there. <laughs> That's not what she told me in the commercial. <laughs> John, who's your winner and loser nominees for the week? Okay, I've got a loser, a winner, hopefully a winner, and a real winner. Mm. Loser would be the Federal Highway Administration for banning our funny electronic highway signs and creating their humor-free zones. Mm. Lincoln University Blue Tiger football program names a winner, hopefully. Uh, Moses Harper, Mm -hmm. the new head football coach coming to Lincoln from Nebraska. Kearney, after they went 0-22 with a former coach. And the real winner of the week, and I think the Boone County Fire Protection District guys would concur, the family dog whose persistent barking woke up those folks during the fire that you yeah. guys were out in your neck of the woods on South Callan oh, Road. Right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I just walked by there an the eighth other day. of a mile oh. down the street. Yeah. The dog saved their lives. Wow. No you are totally right on that yeah. one. Yeah. There you Absolutely. go. Absolutely. Ah, that's a good one. Brian Houseworth. I'll defer to Hannah first. Oh, okay. So I actually have been working on a little sound project. It's about 35 seconds long. Okay. Um, and it demonstrates my winner and the loser. This is from the Senate floor yesterday in <laughs> Jefferson City. So here we go. It's a montage. Why wait till the last day? You know, we have one of the longest sessions of any legislature anywhere in the country. Why not do it today? Well, three-fourths of our time is spent listening to you. A bill other than IP reform. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, I'm going to vote against that amendment. I bet you are. Yes. No, they will vote against it because they are against you coming in here and trampling every other senator's ability to. We're not move trampling. See, forward. once again, you. Whoa. And there it is again. The, <laughs> the daily reminder of my campaign. Thank yeah, you, well, Senator. We don't need a daily reminder Thank, because we you. have you Thank remind you. us every day. You keep talking about me. I just want to pass IP reform. You just want to be governor. <laughs> so that was Senator Cindy O'Loughlin and Bill Whoa. Igle. Whoa, yeah. going at it. Whoa, whoa. So Senator O'Loughlin is my winner of the week. Yes. And uh, Senator Igle, who is also, <laughs> as you heard, running for governor, uh, is my loser of the week. He got pummeled by Cindy O'Loughlin. And yes. There were 12 more golden audio clips I could have put in this montage, but those were just a couple of my favorite. Um, Scott Fawn was doing kind of a play-by-play on his Twitter account yesterday as this was happening in real time. Uh, and I'm really excited for our hit with him at 710 on Monday morning yeah, that'll be to fun. ask him about it because uh, Senator Rowden and Senator Koenig also kind of got into it later in the session. So it was... It was a battle for the ages, I think, yesterday in the 10-hour session. And it's worth mentioning for people listening, and Hannah did a great job putting that together. Very important to mention that Senator Laughlin and Igle are both Republicans. This was not a Democrat mm-hmm. versus Republican. They're both conservative Republicans, mm-hmm. and you'd never know that in the clip <laughs> she just played because they just they they see things differently. Well, and of course, Senator Igle is with the Missouri Freedom Caucus, and they said yesterday on the floor that they were going to basically filibuster until IP reform got passed. Filibuster all gubernatorial appointments. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, yeah. and, yeah. Uh, you know, 
a lot of other senators didn't take too kindly to that. Especially which, Caleb Brown, which yes. we've never never seen. One, and one of them was Robert Nodell. In fact, I pointed out the other day, Robert Nodell and Paula Nicholson were coming up. They still have not been confirmed yet. So. And it's uncharacteristic of Cindy to boil over like that. She was mm-hmm. she was in his face. I mean, yeah. she generally is more restrained, but mm-hmm. she's about had it. Cindy's had it. But yeah, I, and it was, I'm not going to lie, I was very entertained. <laughs> but Senator Eichel's had it with her, too. I mean, you know, let's be fair. I mean, he... he, he his supporters in St. Charles would argue that she needs to bring up IP reform. It, it's it, you play that clip, and I'm glad she uh, Hannah did that. You see the problem Governor Parson's going to have when he goes into that chamber. He can propose everything he wants, but you know Republicans have super majorities. You'd never know it with what you just heard there. Yeah, it, it yeah. really wasn't. All right, Brian, winners and losers. Three winners today. Uh, We are going to have today Veterans United. They made a donation Mm. working on a story for early next week, a big donation to the American Legion Post here in Columbia, and uh, they've donated money to to their roof to fix their 60-year-old roof. This donation will go to help them become handicap accessible in their bathrooms. So we've got some Mm. audio working on that story, I believe, for Tuesday at this point. Um, Also nominating a guy named Father Chris Cordes. He is a pastor at Our Lady of Lourdes Catholic Church. Many of our listeners will know him. He's being transferred to Holt Summit, and he is a... He's a saint. He's a mm. wonderful man, and uh, I've known him for years. He was my priest in Jefferson City. We are going to miss him a lot, and uh, it'll be hard to see him leave at Holt Summit. Lucky to get Father Chris. Father Chris Cordes, what a great job. And last but not least, Miss Vicky. Miss Vicky. Miss Vicky is a, and has been a, you ask any listener who goes to the Walmart on Grindstone, they will know who Miss Vicky is. She had health issues. She just passed away. Mm. And they've got a beautiful table set up for her as you go in there with her vest on it. And it says oh. Miss Vicky. She had to sit down every time. And I, t- I was always patient. You know, she did a great job. Incredible worker. I didn't get to know she, her. I wish you could. Randy, what was her with, role there? She was a cashier oh, okay. and did a wonderful mm. job. Oh. And, and um, well. she just, uh, I, I'll spare the details. It was health issues. But she... Um, just a wonderful lady and Good just person. passed away and they've got a beautiful if you go walk into the walmart on grindstone you will see that but miss okay. vicky i think smiling down it out. yeah it's okay. it's just absolutely beautiful and i know she'd be thrilled yeah. uh, probably embarrassed that i'm bringing her up but no, but thrilled i'm mentioning no. her as well no, but that no. is a well, wonderful nice. lady yeah absolutely a life of service That's yes sir great. i'm going to start with the losers all right uh, jamal bowman who has oh. proposed a 14 trillion dollar <laughs> package <laughs> <laughs> for reparations for 42 million African Americans in America, uh, roughly 330,000. He says, no problem. It can be paid out over time. So he's definitely a loser in my book. He may be a winner in some listeners' mm-hmm. books. I don't know. Uh, the other loser would be the judge in the Trump defamation trial over there, you know, the back and forth between he and that sort of harassment suit with Eugene Carroll. He wouldn't let Mr. Trump, they wouldn't do a pause in the trial so Donald Trump could go to his mother's funeral, his mother in law's funeral. Did you see that? I did not. Yeah. And Trump made a big deal out of it. Now, in the comment section is, yeah, how come you didn't visit her in the hospital? Well, he's been pretty busy campaigning and being everywhere else. And Melania took some time off, of course, to spend time with her mom sure. in the hospital. But the woman passes. And I mean, at least maybe that's that's Trump's side of the story because he begged. They begged. Uh, Helena Habba wanted him to be off. And, and the judge said, nope, not going to do it. Wow. I think that. And I don't know whether that is normal esprit de corps in the court system or not. I would think that. A judge would let someone go to a 
to a funeral of a relative. I, you know, it's hard to say in this case as a former president. So it, we're probably talking about uncharted territory mm-hmm. and I've covered tons of trials. So is John. It, I don't remember it ever coming up in a trial. Yeah. Um, but it would be a case-by-case basis, but it's got to be very unusual, if not unprecedented. I've yeah, never... it's usually more of a thing we see with uh, offenders who have been convicted, right, Brian? Yeah. If, yeah. If they're not able to get out of the system to go to a family member's funeral or and, something. And DOC used to give furloughs. Right. They it, would allow them. They don't allow I them. I mean, anymore. this is a civil trial. Well, this is this is a civil trial, and it's a former president. Yeah. I'm a little surprised by that. but uh, Maybe but there's it, more to the story. And there yeah. could be. be more to yeah, the story. Yeah, there yeah. could be. We we don't know. But, I again, I they, that could have waited a day. Yeah. But, but, again, there may be something else out there we just don't know. Here is Kevin Roberts at Davos. I'm just so thrilled. I'm just so thrilled when conservatives, you know, people that respect and and cherish freedom, just just point their finger and they're right in the chest of the elites in Davos. Here he is. The kind of person, and I'll be candid here because I think I've been invited here to be candid. The kind of person who will come into the next conservative administration is going to be governed by one principle, and that is destroying the grasp that political elites and unelected technocrats have over the average person. And if I may, I will be candid and say that the agenda that every single member of the administration needs to have is to compile a list of everything that's ever been proposed at the World Economic Forum (laughs) and object all of them wholesale. Anyone not prepared to do that and take away this power of the unelected bureaucrats and give it back to the American people is unprepared to be part of the next conservative administration now whoa that's that's whoa, powerful and that tail. is a winner that is a winner uh, that's and that, that got a lot of play and stuff you do have to give randy i do have to give that audience the audience obviously didn't want to hear that i'm sure i do give them credit for inviting him because you yeah. just don't normally normally hear something like that but um, wait there's more okay there's another winner his name is Representative Tiffany, Tom Tiffany, or Tim Tiffany from Wisconsin, in a little back and forth in testimony with the Senior Director of Government Relations for the American Immigration Lawyers Association. This is testimony in Congress the other day. The winner, Representative Tiffany. The loser, Gregory Chen. Should should everyone get an attorney? That's what I heard in your testimony. Anyone that comes to our border, they should get an attorney. Is that right? So legal representation has been shown to greatly improve both the fairness of the system and the efficiency. If you have a lawyer... So the American taxpayers should pay for the lawyers also. Not only should they pay for the hospitals, not only should they pay for the schools, not only should they pay the SNAP benefits, they should also pay for the lawyers to allow them as as people from outside the United States to be able to come into America. So what would yes. be, what what's wrong with that picture? The 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 immigration lawyers organization representative saying, "Yeah, we need those immigrants need more of our representation right, right, and right. you need to pay for it." I mean, this is preposterous. What have we come to in this country? That guy should have been laughed out of that committee hearing. I mean, that is ridiculous. So good for you, Representative Tiffany. You're another winner because you're calling out truth to power. Mm-hmm. That makes me doing. think of when the Bosnians made their big uh, pilgrimage into uh, into St. Louis and all, and the immigration lawyers that popped up on every corner there. <laughs> yeah, the, the, there's a huge even now Bosnian presence around Bevo Mill. Some thousand, I Bevo, think. Yeah, is. Bevo Mill especially. Um, that then they've, they've started businesses, things like that and as I, well. I, I've told the story before about Benjamin Bajic. Hmm. I had a lot of patience. Way back, way yes. back in the day, 
Benjamin Bezik and his wife came to America legally during that conflict in the right. late 90s. They were good people. With a, yeah. with a suitcase and 50 bucks. I mean, the, the traditional immigrant assimilation story. They cleaned houses. One of their relatives came and joined the family and lived with them, and they started a home cleaning business. While she's having a baby, mm. they did what it took to make ends meet. And then a few years later, I see Benjamin Bezik coming in. He's got a blues jacket on, a leather blues jacket on. I'm like, what's going on? Well, I'm doing home repair. I've started my own company. I'll be dark. That's Benjamin Bezik and his family, now a successful, self-supporting, American dream story. And that's, that's the way powerful. immigration should happen. None of us have a problem with that kind of immigration. And that, boy, you talk about the, that hits the Bosnians square and center. And the vast majority of them are all successful and came right. in legally and were sponsored right. by friends and family. And that's yeah. right. Absolutely. And it's become a family business and they're very, very successful. And I mean, just, just, I mean, that warms your heart on this Feel Good Friday. When we come back, more leftovers because there is a lot leftover. I know Hannah's got something up her sleeve. So does Helene. So does John. Oh, you got to split. I got to okay. go. We got a patient. For we have a patient. All right. We'll be back and wrap it up on Wake Up in Missouri. Stay there. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri featuring your mom. Here's a big old serving of leftovers. Enjoy. All right, it is time on the Wake Up, Wake Up Mid-Missouri show where we uh, we try to clean up whatever's left over. Sometimes, as long as it's been on the floor less than five seconds, we'll even maybe assimilate that. Are you a... Speak for yourself are you on a, that one. You're not a five-second rule guy? Uh, depends on where I'm at. All right. Well, maybe we can ask uh, Brian Hansen and Gary Nolan <laughs> when they come up on this uh, Frost My Buns Friday, what frost their buns. I know eating leftovers frost... Uh, Brian's buns. I know that. I don't know about Gary, though. Maybe we'll have to talk. His family was in the restaurant business, right? So yeah, they might know. Yeah. All right. So my leftover is Hannah. Now, you're a newlywed. Did you buy any new furniture, like a new couch by any chance? Uh, no, we didn't buy one, but we were given one. Well, your new $3,000 couch might be garbage in three years. The Wall Street Journal says that's because construction standards are not what they used to be. I mean, we all know. Take a look at the drawers and cabinets. Unless they're very expensive cabinets or furniture, you know, maybe your your armoire, your dresser, your you know, maybe if you've got a buffet in the in the in the dining room, um, you're giving us a lot of credit for newlyweds. <laughs> well, start, when you buy, you're going to buy used furniture. It's a good great way to go. Estate sales, you know, garage sales, great way to go. We still we our bedroom set is from the for all I know the 80s. It's the same one we had when we got married. We Most love of it. our furniture was either you know gifted to us from a garage sale, yeah, or um, you know, we got it for Christmas or something like that. So, so apparently the buttons are popping off of uh, of sofa cushions. Uh, they're just not constructed the way they used to. A lot of huh. it was supply chain issues, born of COVID, you know, problems. But others are just people skimping because you know profit margins are tight. John, you know, when you buy something, I know when it comes to looking at a drawer, you look for dovetail drawers, right? That tongue and groove kind of an appearance where the face of the drawer meets the side. Well, you know, I mean, that's quality cabinetry, you know, back in the day yeah. when they, they did all that dovetail and all that sort of thing and 
tongue and groove. Yeah. So uh, furniture manufacturers are saying the proliferation of makers, rising price of materials, and our shopaholic tendencies all contribute to this. So don't count on that expensive couch, you know, and, uh, you know, lasting as long as your mom and dad's and your grandma and grandpa's did. What I wonder if, uh, wonder if this day and age from our buddy Steve at Steve's Pest Control, I know he likes to put out the cautions about used furniture and the bed bug problem. Ooh, yeah. ah. I wonder if that's driving people to ah. the new stuff. You wonder. Yeah, I wonder. And you got places like Wayfair and Knockdown and stuff like that. What do you have, Hannah? Uh, something we didn't get to this week. There is a new Miss America. Uh, John, you might know her. Miss Colorado, uh, yeah. Madison Marsh was the winner. Uh, what's unique about Madison is she is currently in the Air Force, and she is making history as the first active duty Miss America. Cool. She's a second cool. lieutenant in the Air Force. That's so. right. You go, Pretty girl. cool. John, you got anything? Well, uh, we're about out of time, but a cautionary tale. Two Texas men arrested in Jefferson City after going online, scamming a 78-year-old guy out of 41000 bucks. Okay, locally. we're going to have to follow up on that on Monday. Coming up, Gary Nolan. We'll see what's frosting his buns this day. Thanks for being with us. Have a safe and pleasant weekend. We'll see you on Monday.